0: And you're on Right Now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. On the Mojo Five O Radio Network and available always on demand on TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at Right Now Jim Dawes. Or shoot me an email at rightnowjimdolls at gmail.com. And leave a voicemail at 772-245-0750. That number again, 772-245-0750. Call in, weigh in with a question or comment, insult the host, and we might use your call in a future program. Man, how wonderful must it be to be a Democrat where you can say anything, no matter how outrageous, no matter how dishonest and have immediately a a whole media Democrat industrial complex spring to your defense and and put all of their staff and resources and platforms in the service of perpetuating your lie and turning it into the truth. These propaganda outlets, ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, CNN, all of them spent the weekend trying to re-litigate what was clearly a, a lie that after Charlottesville, almost two years ago now, that President Trump... Claimed that Nazis and white nationalists and, and uh, white supremacists were very fine people. That lie has been debunked repeatedly, thoroughly, and completely. But it is just so juicy and so useful to the virtue signaling Democrats that they cannot uh, allow it to die. They need to put it to use to reelect old Joe Biden, who specializes in trafficking these kind of lies. And so after Joe Biden went and based his entire justification for running for president on this lie, the media deployed all of their resources over the weekend to try to turn that lie into the truth by repeating it uh, again and again, employing the Goebbels Nazi tactic of telling the big lie and repeating it so often that it becomes the truth. And they also use this this tragic hate crime that took place at the synagogue out in Poway, uh, north of San Diego, California, to claim that Trump's calling Nazis and white supremacists, very fine people at Charlottesville, which he didn't do, obviously, caused the hate crime in Poway. It is so dishonest and so divisive and, and destructive to the nation that you just have to push back on it. And, and, and really, you know, the alternative media is tiny compared to the mainstream media, but you hope against hope that the truth is so powerful that it will overcome their propagandist tactics. George Stephanopoulos, which is it's an absurdity that he even sits in the chair over at this week, ABC's uh, show this week with George Stephanopoulos, a former communications director for uh, Bill Clinton is the host of one of the three major Sunday news shows, puts that that show and that network's resources entirely in the service. Of propagating Democrat lies he had on James Clyburn and again repeated, despite the obvious evidence to the contrary, that Trump had called Nazis and and Klansmen very fine people.
1: As you know, Congressman, the president quickly and forcefully condemned the shooting yesterday, but we also saw him.
0: When he says the shooting yesterday, he's talking about the shooting in Poway.
1: And quickly and forcefully condemned the shooting yesterday. But we also saw him this week doubling down on his reaction to the white supremacist rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, saying there were fine people on both sides. That was his comment then. And, of course, that was in response to Vice President Biden's, former Vice President Biden's announcement video. Here's what the president said after that. And if you look at what I said, you will see that that question was answered Perfectly. And I was talking about people that went because they felt very strongly about the monument to Robert E. Lee, a great general. Whether you like it or not, he was one of the
0: great generals. So you see how the little sleight of hand that Georgia Boy plays there? He doesn't play the president's actual remarks condemning the white supremacists and the neo Nazis as well as the communist Antifa that showed up to fight that day and were facilitated by the the Clinton Democrat crony governor of Virginia, Terry McAuliffe. He doesn't play Trump's actual remarks. He takes a snippet out of context and then uses it to try to mischaracterize the whole statement. And this is what I mean. You know, we're up against it. We've got truth on our side. We've got history on our side and we've got right on our side, but they have the Democrat media industrial complex have this dishonest um, media and industrial complex on their side and they're constantly and forever forwarding lies. Here's what Trump actually said. This is at the press conference shortly after Charlottesville and it's quite clear what was said but the De- but it doesn't fit the democrat narrative so they've got to slice and dice it and try to use it to perpetuate this obvious lie that trump is somehow a racist or a nazi on both sides so you said
1: there was hatred there was violence on both sides uh, well no, i do, I mean, do think, I mean, think there's, there's blame hatred. yes i think there's blame on both sides you look, at, you, you look at you look at both sides I think there's blame on both sides, and I have no doubt about it, and you don't have any doubt about it either. But
2: and, only, only and, and,
1: and if you reported it accurately, you would say.
2: They started this. They started
1: this. Excuse me. Excuse me. And, down to down down. Down. and you had some very bad people in that group, but you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group, excuse me, excuse me, I saw the same pictures as you did.
0: You- Notice how they want to badger him because they, they, don't, they want to try to knock him off the truth that he's about to say and get him somehow to capitulate to their narrative.
1: You had people in that group that were there to protest the taking down of, to them, a very, very important statue.
0: They're called historical preservationists.
1: And the renaming of a park from Robert E. Lee to another name. George Washington was a slave owner. Was George Washington a slave owner? So will George Washington now lose his status? Are we going to take down? Excuse me. Are we going to take down? Are we going to take down statues to George Washington?
0: Listen to this idiot, uh, Jim Acosta. He's not there to ask questions. He's try, He's there to try to impose CNN's narrative on the president of the United States.
1: How about Thomas Jefferson? What do you think of Thomas Jefferson? You like him? I
0: do. Love okay, Thomas good. Jefferson. Are we going to take down
1: the statue because he was a major slave owner? Now we're going to take down his statue. So you know what? It's fine. You're changing history. You're changing culture. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally.
0: Let me play that again in case uh, you uh, need to hear it again. I- I'm sure you don't, but apparently the mainstream Democrat media industrial complex does.
1: Okay, good. Are we going to take down the statue? Because he was a major slave owner. Now, are we are going to take down his statue? So you know what? It's fine. You're changing history. You're changing culture. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, Because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely
0: unfairly. Now, So, I don't know how it could be any more clear. They went on with this this lie for uh, two days afterwards. And the president came out and reiterated his statement in a way that couldn't be understood. And you had Al Sharpton at the time, a guy who is a, 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 a race baiter, a, 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 a virulent anti-white racist, someone who is in fact um, incited riots that resulted in, the, in death. He's got a platform over on MSNBC, a weekly show. Despite the fact that he's still engaging in his race baiting, but at the time of Charlottesville, he went on a uh, a European show and and continued to perpetuate this lie. And nobody calls him out and says, well, how do you, Al Sharpton, have any standing to condemn anybody for racism when you are such an obvious racist yourself?
2: This summer there was uh, the uh, also in infamous Charlottesville violence when neo-Nazis attack anti-racist demonstrators and also the comments uh, by Donald Trump that both uh, sides uh, were to blame for uh, the deadly violence. What exactly is Donald Trump up to? You've known him for years, fellow New Yorkers, uh, of course. Uh, do you think that deep down Donald Trump is a racist?
0: You're about to ask Al Sharpton if so, if the president of the United States is a racist. You talk about asking a, the pot to call the kettle black. It's unbelievable
2: anything he plays racism he channels it and he has used every opportunity to forward it which is even worse if he's not that and just pretending to be that if he's just using racism to make a moral equivalence between neo nazis who are marching with torches, uh, uh, saying anti-Semitic slogans, and say there's some nice people on both sides. What nice neo-Nazi have you ever heard of?
0: The the dishonesty that comes out of these people's mouth, and it's not just a rabble-rousing, race-baiting Al Sharpton. It goes all the way to the top in the Democrat Party. You've got the leading candidate for the presidential nomination for the Democrats now. Basing his entire campaign around this lie, Terry McAuliffe, they trotted him out. He was the one that actually facilitated the confrontation in Charlottesville, Virginia that day. He purposely engineered it. He told the white supremacists and the Nazis that they had to gather in this park if they wanted to protest. And then he allowed the communist antifuz to surround the park. And then he told the police to stand down, knowing what the result would be. And that result resulted uh, in, uh, in the death of uh, that lady, um, Heather Hyret, when one of the uh, Nazis that was trying to leave got caught um, in, uh, in the group and, and ran into them, rammed them killing uh, heather hyatt but here's terry mcauliffe on cnn trying to reframe the violence that he himself engineered
2: i mean joe and i would be in a a similar space i'm a huge fan i've known joe biden forever i love that he kicked off his campaign uh talking about the issues of charlottesville why i'll tell you why because this is this campaign is going to come down to me as a question of character
0: the reason he loves it is because he's the one that engineered this, this confrontation the same way that they engineered confrontations involving Antifa out, out in Berkeley, California, and Portland, Oregon. He wanted to bring that to Virginia. And as a result, Heather Hyatt is dead today. Now, the one that deserves the blame for that is the Nazi, and he was a Nazi. But Terry McAuliffe actually told the police to stand down and facilitated the violence, so he bears some of the blame as well.
2: The character of Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. I was the governor of Virginia when Charlottesville happened. I was there in Charlottesville when a thousand neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and alt-right screaming the most vile things you could imagine against members of the African-American community, members of the Jewish faith. I talked to the president that day, President Trump, told him what was happening in the streets of Charlottesville. He said he was going to do a press conference. I said, you go first, I'll wait for you.
0: He yeah, you go first, I'll wait for you. That way I'll be able to say things about you and you won't be able to respond.
2: He came out and said there were good people on both sides. John, there were not. These were neo-Nazis, alt-right, mm-hmm. screaming, obscenities. So what I love about what Joe Biden has done, didn't talk about his record, this is about
0: who we are as Americans. So this is about who we are as Americans. If we leave it to the Democrat Party, we will have a, a nation a, a, at each other's throats based on lies that America is full of uh, hateful, racist uh, Nazis and Klansmen that that number in, in um probably in the hundreds, tiny, tiny portion of the population much smaller, I would argue, than the Nation of Islam or, or other um, racist groups. They are marginal. They don't, they don't um, determine who we are as Americans. But the Democrats are a party based on motivating people to the polls based on their identity. And they want to exacerbate to the greatest extent possible, the divisions that do exist in America. Because see, it serves their political ends. They can't have everybody taking pride in being an American. They can't have everybody uh, saluting the same flag and uh, standing together united. It does not serve their purpose. They are a coalition of disparate identity groups each of them claiming victimhood and so they've got to continue to stoke these grievances try to gin up as much discord and division in this country as they possibly can so they can ride that wave of of hatred into the white house so i'm going to play this this is uh, trump's long-form comments after Charlottesville almost two years ago that, once again, the press is trying to go back and mischaracterize and say how somehow Donald Trump called Nazis and white supremacists very fine people.
1: The Department of Justice has opened a civil rights investigation into the deadly car attack that killed one innocent American and wounded 20 others. To anyone who acted criminally in this weekend's racist violence, you will be held fully accountable. Justice will be delivered. As I said on Saturday, we condemn in the strongest possible terms this egregious display of hatred, bigotry, and violence. It has no place in America. And as I have said many times before, no matter the color of our skin, we all live under the same laws. We all salute the same great flag. And we are all made by the same almighty God. We must love each other, show affection for each other, and unite together in condemnation of hatred, bigotry, and violence. We must rediscover the bonds of love and loyalty that bring us together as Americans. Racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything We hold dear as Americans.
0: I really don't know how you could make it any more clear than that. Of course, you won't hear those statements played on any of these mainstream media outlets. Again, it doesn't serve their narrative. But have you ever heard any Democrat make such a forceful denunciation of Antifa, the far-left groups, communist groups that are in the streets, pretty much weekly have hundreds of of uh groups on facebook operate out in the open they've been labeled domestic terrorists have you ever heard any democrats condemn antifa as forcefully as donald trump has condemned the nazis and the white supremacists and the other hate groups on the right no you haven't well jim those nazis and those uh those klansmen they uh they They've got a history, you know, the Nazis of uh, the genocide. Yes, they do. They should certainly be condemned. But those communists that the Antifa are sympathizing with were responsible for over 100 million murders in Russia and China and Laos and Cambodia in the last century. Shouldn't they be condemned as well? That's what Trump was doing when he said he condemned people on both sides. He was talking about the Klansmen, the the white supremacists, and Antifa. The Democrats have been silent as crickets about their brown shirt equivalent Antifa attacking innocent people in the street who they disagree with politically. They have no interest in that at all. And what was really disgusting to me was that one of these former Obama administration officials named Joel Rubin trotted out, they had him on Fox News Sunday. I'm sorry, they had him on Fox News on Saturday, right after the, the hate crime at the Poway Synagogue accused the president of encouraging the shooter. He said, What I am saying is that the rhetoric, for example, in Charlottesville, that the Jews will not replace us, the president's response that equivocated and did not call it out for what it was, I don't know how much more plainly he could have called it out. Going back, it says, and quote, that he said these were very fine people, obviously a lie. And that encouragement and other language about immigrants and the language about people of Difference, people of color, in many instances, that's the problem," says Joel Martin Rubin on Fox News. It's really um, quite amazing how willing the Democrats are to to tear the fabric of this nation apart in order to try to retake the White House got Joe Biden been in Washington for 40 years or more probably more presided over the hollowing out of the middle class voted for well we're going we're going to get to Joe Biden's record in the second half of the show but Joe Biden is trying to um use this obvious lie to get elected to the presidency of the United States. Over on uh, CNN, Jake Tapper just, he didn't play any of these clips that obviously made uh, CNN and the other mainstream outlets uh, obvious liars, but he did let slip that in fact, it was all, all of their reporting is based on a lie. Uh, let, let's
2: uh, play some of the te- sound uh, of President Trump uh, back in 2017, saying he had said today that he answered the question uh, perfectly. Uh, let's take a listen. He or not Kill
1: started the person. Started this. Heather Heyer They showed up in started. They they Excuse, Excuse they me. Excuse they me. Didn't they didn't put themselves down as you and you me. had some very bad people in, in that, that group. group, but you also had people that were very fine people on both sides.
2: Now, elsewhere in those remarks, the president did condemn neo-Nazis and white supremacists. So he's not saying that the neo-Nazis and white supremacists are very
0: fine people. Just a Um, tiny, tiny, tiny little bit of truth leaked through. And that was pretty much it. And that's why, you know, I know I talked about this um, on Friday's show. But I feel like I've got to repeat it again and again. Because... The mainstream media, who have a much larger platform than I do, obviously, just will not let it go. They're determined to change history, to change truth, to fit their narrative by repetition. And they don't care how much damage they do to the nation in order to get their way. Man, oh man, if you haven't registered for this uh, this. Uh, 380 semi-automatic concealed wep- uh, carry weapon being given away by Tar River Arms, you need to run over to mojo50.com slash register to win and get your name in the hat. You don't want to miss this opportunity. This is a fine, fine Smith & Wesson perfect for concealed carry. We're going to run out to a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about this candidacy of Joe Biden right after these messages on Right Now.
1: As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's
0: questcovid19.com. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva paper towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet. In your new home, for an exceptional cloth eye clean, use Viva tows Visit vivataos.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. And you're back. I'm right now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Well, you've probably heard all these Democrats declaring that President Trump is a threat to our democracy. That is apparently going to be their rationale for the 2020 election. And of course, as I mentioned, Joe Biden's using that line based on the the Charlottesville lie to launch his campaign saying this is a battle for the soul of America. He's warning that if Trump gets a second term, we will forever and fundamentally alter the character of this nation. Yeah, we'll forever. Well, actually we'll restore the character of this nation to one of self-sufficiency, free enterprise, and constitutionally protected God-given freedoms. All of this is just really getting tiresome. The Democrat Party at this point has become just based—a party based almost entirely on hoaxes. There was Charlottesville. There was Russia Gate. You see how quickly the media jumps to try to reinforce these hoaxes with the reaction and the and the lies that they told about the Covington Catholic High School kids, and how quickly they tried to forward this Jesse Smollett hate crime hoax out in Chicago. But this suggestion that Donald Trump is somehow uh, the second coming of Hitler, which they have, you know, basically said outright and is destroying America is really becoming tiresome at this point. It's a, it's a nasty, ugly device of charge. But it's becoming almost boring. And you would think, after having been made fools of in the aftermath of this, uh, the Mueller report, which showed that they took the country on a two year hoax ride, that they might be somewhat chastened and think, well, maybe if we keep doing this to the American people, They will start to resent it, and so maybe we better get back to some kind of policies or legislation that would actually address some of the pressing problems that we have. Nothing could be further from their minds, despite the fact that Robert Mueller basically shredded their whole um, hoax that Trump conspired with Russia to steal the 2016 election and that was therefore illegitimate, they just won't let it die. They've, they've seamlessly moved on to obstruction. Well, he thought about firing Robert Mueller. Well, even if he did, which he didn't, obviously, that was a conversation with his counsel, his attorney, But even if he did, that still wouldn't have been obstruction of justice because they still would have just replaced Robert Mueller with another special counsel. I remember back in the 2016 election when um, at at one of the primary debates with Hillary Clinton, Trump refused to say for a fact that he would accept the election results because he argued that they might be rigged against him. And guess what? turned out they did try to rig the election against him. It's no no telling how much bigger margin he would have won that 2016 election had they not used the law enforcement and intelligence agencies to spy on him. Trump said during the debate, I will look at it at the time, and I will keep you in suspense. Hillary Clinton had to take to the feigning couch. That's horrifying, she said. He is denigrating, he is talking down our democracy, and I'm appalled that someone who's the nominee of one of the two major parties would take that position. And then the press jumped all over it, they thought, well, this is is Trump's, uh, this is the beginning of the end for Trump. Clinton went on uh, to to press this case. She says, we've had hot contested elections going back to the very beginning of our republic. But one of the hallmarks has always been that we accept the outcome of elections. Well, that was then, and this is now apparently. Because not only did Hillary Clinton and her campaign attempt to sabotage Trump using foreign spies and Kremlin-based intelligence disinformation to try to win the election. After the election was over, she she and Obama continued to deploy this lie, this Russiagate hoax, to try to undermine the new presidency and drug us through two years of a thoroughly conflicted special counsel investigation that basically paralyzed this president's ability to get any significant legislation. Other than the tax cuts, the rest of it, he had to do almost entirely through executive power. But as I say, that was then and then this is now and Dems are counting on the media to propagate this hoax. A degrading spectacle, the New York Times editorial page uh, called Trump's unwillingness to commit to accepting the election results. Now Clinton is uh, still seeking to undermine this president, casting doubt on whether or not he was legitimately elected, despite the fact that he has been cleared while she has been further implicated. She recently said our election was corrupted. Our democracy was assaulted. Our sovereignty and security violated. Well, She wrote that in a Washington Post op-ed. But she's absolutely right. Our election was corrupted. Our democracy was assaulted. And our sovereignty and security was violated. And guess what? She's the one who did it. And now Trump has been cleared. And it's time to take a look at how this phony dossier that she produced, her campaign and the Democrat National Committee produced, was used as a rationale for John Brennan and Jim Comey and James Clapper to spy on the Trump campaign. One of the really disappointing things to me is that I don't know if you know this. I was a, a former labor leader for the, for the International Association of Firefighters. I was a state and local president in Georgia and Atlanta. And I believe in the labor movement. I don't think that there is any inherent contradiction between uh, being a social conservative and a strong constitutionalist and supporting labor unions. I think uh, labor unions are a necessary ingredient in order to have a check on the excesses of capitalism so that, um, so that the economy can be made to work not only for business but also for working people. And I have seen firsthand how the labor movement has been totally, almost completely co-opted by the Democrat Party. And now they're poised to repeat the same mistake that has led to a collapse in their membership and done great damage to the middle class. Because despite the fact that Donald Trump and his America first policies almost single-handedly have, uh, have succeeded in resurrecting American manufacturing, which is the basis of any sound and strong economy. You see, the union leaders are lining up once again with these Democrats who will are more than willing to promise them the moon and the stars and then will turn right around and deliver policies for the globalist crowd at Davos. I said in an article that I wrote and appeared today in the American Thinker blog, Charlie Brown showed more skepticism toward Lucy and her football than these hyperpartisan labor leaders. Well, you know Mother's Day is coming up. You better get ready. It's not. It's right around the corner. And our sponsor, Minestalgia—that's spelled M-I-N-N-E-S-T-A-L-G-I-A has put together a fabulous gift crate just for your mom. The items were chosen because they are the very best, and we all know that is nothing is too good for your mom or your wife, who's the mother of your children, or even your grandma. She'll enjoy this, uh, this crate. It'll include some maple syrup with rich, naturally sweet flavor, wild rice pancake mix to put it on, some hazelnut honey, that's a great uh, addition to any kind of breads or hot cereals or your tea or your coffee. Some delicious blueberry jam. Fantastic over ice cream. And all sorts of other goodies. And if you order now, you can save 10% on this Mother's Day crate or any item in your cart. When you use the promo MOM10, that promo code again is MOM10, go over to Mini nostalgia. M-I-N-N-E-S-T-A-L-G-I-A.com. Use the promo code MOM10 and you will get 10% off. The order must be received by Sunday, May 5th in order to guarantee delivery by Mother's Day. So, time flies. Don't wait. Get your gift order in today and remember to use the promo code MOM10. So I was talking about the unions uh, about about to jump in bed again with Joe Biden, a political hack of the highest order. And if you look back at history, you will note that the sharp decline of union membership and the wage stagnation that we've experienced for these last decades up until Donald Trump came to office almost exactly mirrored the offshoring of American manufacturers, uh, manufacturing, and historic immigration rates, both illegal and legal. And that has been a bipartisan D.C. policy, basically not to do anything about the illegal uh, uh, immigration that is destroying workers' bargaining powers because you have more and more workers in this country chasing fewer and fewer jobs. The combination combination of offshoring manufacturing and the flood of immigration, both legal and illegal, has destroyed workers' bargaining power and has led to a collapse in union membership. So Donald Trump gets elected. He's a developer. He's not one of these career politicians. He's created in private enterprise thousands, really tens, scores, hundreds, probably thousands of jobs, good-paying middle-class jobs in construction, in hospitality, in entertainment. And Trump has set across the bargaining table with, uh, with trade unions and their representatives and negotiated contracts. And he has seen firsthand in building these massive skyscrapers and these huge developments the real value that skilled union labor brings. And he has entered into that, uh, that those relationships in Manhattan and Atlantic City and Las Vegas repeatedly, and he has prospered. And so have, by the way, the contractors that he employs and his employees. The Democrats would have you believe that Donald Trump is some heartless capitalist that has been chiseling, um, you know, people in his. His um, business dealings. If you ever engage in the kind of scale of uh, um, developments that Trump have dealt with, you're going to have uh, conflicts with with contractors. If you've ever done any home improvements, you know that you're liable to have conflicts and dis, um, disagreements with contractors. And if you just trot the contractors out, like the Democrats want to do, to tell their side of the story, you can portray uh, Trump as a, some sort of, you know, shyster. But the truth of the matter is, and this is the overarching truth, that Donald Trump created huge, sprawling empires and enterprises that created jobs that supported families and communities. And he's kind of a throwback to a time when bosses took justifiable pride in doing that. There's a lot of people that can't even remember those days. There was a time when, you know, the, the most respected person in town was the guy, the guy that created the jobs for everybody so that they could put a roof over their families' heads and food on the table take a vacation every now and then to the to the coast, to the beach, put braces on their kids' teeth and buy their daughters prom dresses. Those were um, men to be admired, and Donald Trump was one of those men. This was a time before the 1980s when Wall Street perfected this art of chiseling everyone else's prosperity away, to put in their own pockets when finance became the go-go industry and manufacturing things became passe because we can ship that over to China and have it done, have uh, use their labor at a fraction of American labor's costs. This was the vulture capitalism that Mitt Romney practiced over at Bain Capital and a whole bunch of other, many, many of them Democrats from Wall Street, Donald Trump literally railed for decades against Washington's betrayal of of working men and women through these disastrous trade policies. He recognized that immigration was destroying working people's bargaining power. And as president, he has been absolutely true to his word and fought tirelessly against determined opposition in both parties, moneyed interests that were perfectly happy with the status quo that had been serving their interests for so long. And Trump has earned the support of working people, despite the fact that in the 2016 election, he received almost no support from unions and organized labor. And you would think now, after you know a little over two years in office and having righted this ship, you would think that the union leaders would take note of the record unemployment, the resurgence in manufacturing, the rising wages for the first time in literally decades, and they would be compelled to reward Trump. More of that, please. But no, no, you'd be mistaken. Right now, these union leaders in the AFL-CIO, including my former union, are lining up behind Democrats and especially lunch bucket Joe Biden, so-called a political hack who has perfected the art of paying lip service to labor while at the same time delivering for the globalists. Yes. I know that Joe Biden will occasionally offer a little piece of legislation to throw some crumbs to labor, But in the big macro issues like foreign trade and immigration, old lunch bucket Joe has been an absolute disaster. He supported NAFTA. He supported and voted for the permanent normal trade relations with China, a communist dictatorship, and many of these other trade deals that have been an absolute catastrophe for American workers. He opposed the Keystone XL pipeline and the tens of thousands of good-paying middle-class jobs that that would create, that Trump has now put back on track. And Joe Biden supported the job-crushing Paris Climate Accord. And old Joe Biden, he is all in on unrestricted, unfettered, massive waves of immigration that will, will continue to keep wages suppressed while at the same time paying lip service and getting the support of union members. Here's Joe Biden at a, um, a business roundtable. I think this is back in, um, in 2015.
1: The second thing in that black box, an unrelenting stream of immigration, nonstop, nonstop folks like me who were Caucasian of European descent for the first time in 2017 will be in an absolute minority in the United States of America absolute minority fewer than 50% of the people in America from then and on will be white European stock that's not a bad thing That's that's a source of our strength
0: So according to old Joe Biden, unrelenting waves of immigration are good for America. Well, they're good if you're an elected politician that's been hunkered down in Washington for 40 years. Who've got health care and a good retirement plan. But for the working people out here that are being forced to compete with these unrelenting waves of immigration for wages. It's not such a good deal at all. And the very idea... That labor leaders would support this job destroyer, but Joe Biden, that's been in Washington for 40 years and has been part of the problem, supported the Iraq war, sending uh, American children overseas to die, based on a lie, that they would support this job destroyer over a job creator like Donald Trump. Just shows you how far the labor movement has strayed from its core mission and how thoroughly and completely affected with hyper-partisanship they've become. They have truly become captives of the Democrat Party. And the Democrat Party keeps putting them in the back seat, putting environmentalists first, putting uh, identity politics first, putting every, everybody first, taking labor unions' support, both financial and organizational, and just putting that in the back pocket and trying to grow their coalition by... Selling out to people who have interests that are opposed to organized labor. You know, in 2020, big labor would have an opportunity to break the hold of the Democrats on their party, rebuild bridges to the Republican Party, simply by acknowledging the the good that Donald Trump has done for working men and women. They could seize that opportunity and begin reclaiming some of their lost bargaining power. I have no confidence whatsoever that they'll do so. I know for a fact that my old union, the IFF, is not going to do that. They're all in on Biden. As a matter of fact, I think the general president of the IFF is a big part of the reason uh, talking Joe Biden into running. So if they do that, if if a major portion of organized labor – and the AFL-CIO or the Teamsters or the SEIU or somebody doesn't get behind this president. They're just going to continue to sink beneath the tides of irrelevancy. Their membership is dropping all the time, and they're becoming less and less relevant. And they just seem absolutely determined to continue down this road. Old Joe Biden um, he uh he recently said on one of these fundraising calls where he's he's dialing for dollars to Wall Street and to labor and promising them different things. He said that uh, this candidacy was his call to duty. And it's not just Americans who want him to run for president to stop the evil Donald Trump. He said, quote, I get calls from people all over the world. World leaders are calling me and they're almost begging me to, to do this. To save the country, to save the world, Biden's going to save the world. I want to know which world leaders Joe Biden has been talking to and which have been begging him to run. Was it the Ayatollahs over in Iran that the Obama administration that he was the vice president for delivered $150 billion in cash on pallets? Was it communist Dictatorship China, where he took a junket over there and was accompanied by his son Hunter Biden, who walked away from the the meeting with a um, hundred and fifty million dollar contract from the Chinese, or was it the Ukrainians who Joe Biden's son Hunter received a big multi million dollar contract from? After Joe Biden became uh, uh, got control over whether or not Ukraine was going to receive American financial support, that is a a uh, uh, those are two controversies that are going to dog Joe Biden. But he'll have the the compliant media on his side trying to cover it up as much as possible. But basically, what Joe Biden did was he saw what the Clintons did and how they were able to monetize their elected positions. And he decided he wanted to get him some of that because at the time he thought he was too old to have any political future after he left the vice presidency. And he was probably right. So he made sure that his son Hunter Biden was well taken care of and his family by these deals in China and these deals in Ukraine that are very similar to what Bill Clinton did with uh, communist China and what Hillary Clinton did with Russia. I want to know if Joe Biden was encouraged to run by the Cuban dictator, because you know that uh, the Obama administration with vice president uh, Joe Biden was very um, welcoming to Cuba and relieve their sanctions and open up travel. So we want to talk about foreign influence and accuse Donald Trump of helping foreign influence in the election. I want to I want to know if Joe Biden is running specifically to help these other these foreign uh, interests that he was so helpful to when he was vice president. Hey, uh, I've got a, a quick message I want to give to you. Do you believe in abortion? Do you believe in sanctuary cities? Do you believe in all of these racial identity programs? If not, why are you supporting these causes with your cell phone bills? Big Mobile has given millions of your dollars away when you pay your phone bill. And that's why conservatives started this group, Patriot Mobile to give you a choice to stop supporting these things that you don't believe in. It's easy to switch to Patriot Mobile. You can get the same reliable nationwide service and unlimited talk and text plans starting as low as $25, and each of your bills that you pay will support your values. With donations to the Heritage Foundation, the National Rifle Association, and others, other conservative causes, call 1-800-APATRIOT, or visit them online at patriotmobile.com. And you can get your active fate, uh, activation fee waived when you cite Mojo five zero. That's Mojo five zero at one eight hundred 8 Patriot to get your activation fee waived. Well, that's about all for today's edition of America First Radio. I want to thank you again for joining us, and invite you back again here tomorrow on the talk on the Mojo five zero radio network. Tonight we look after the North Pole while Santa delivers all the holiday goodies. Wooden ponies, dolls, Xfinity. Xfinity? It's only the awesomest internet ever.
1: The whole family can enjoy fast, reliable internet speed and great coverage all at a great value. Plus, advanced security is included at no extra cost with Xfinity x and the x Gateway. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Choose the speed that works for you. Up to gig. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. We are a community bank that believes in
0: community banks. Through the Total Card Management Program, TCM Bank serves as a direct issuer of credit cards for banks who prefer not to issue cards themselves. From credit card portfolio purchases to startup programs, we collaborate with our partners in the delivery of innovative and competitive credit card solutions. Learn more by visiting www.tcmbank.com. TCM Bank, dedicated to helping you, not competing with you.